This is episode seven, marathon training. I'm just okay at a lot of different things. And one of those things is running marathons. It's more fun, I think, to be good at a lot of different things than to be great at just a few. So that's my style. I've done three and I'm just ramping up to train for another, which brings to mind two life lessons that marathon training has taught me in the past. The first one is rest days. Rest days are built into your training schedule where you intentionally don't run on a certain day. You push your body really hard on the training days and then in order for it to recover and repair itself properly, the regularly scheduled rest days are essential. If you don't observe those rest days, you run more of a risk of getting injured, you don't perform as well, you can't work as hard on the days that you do train. And while it might sound nice to have a day off, it's the hardest day of the week. If you're choosing to run a marathon in the first place, it probably means that you like to run and you're getting something out of it, or you wouldn't be bothering to do it in the first place. The days that I don't run, I feel restless, antsy, irritable, and disoriented. It's like a forced timeout. I don't like having to hold still and do nothing on purpose. But sometimes those are the most important times. Sometimes when we're so anxious to do things and stay busy, we can cause damage and work against the bigger picture. Working harder, pushing, pushing, pushing doesn't always get us closer to our goal, even though it feels like it should. Sometimes taking a break and allowing recovery is the most powerful thing we can do. I'm literally grimacing as I say this because this is not something that comes easily to me. And I think it's true, but I don't like it. This seems like one of the many life lessons we can pull from the pandemic in the last year, by the way, but maybe that will be a whole episode later on. The second lesson is a special moment around mile 17 or 18 of a 20 mile run. Some people train all the way up to 26 miles, but the general practice for the the regular common runner is to train to about 20 miles, knowing that the excitement of race day will motivate the last six. And that's what I've done when training before. The first 15 miles or so of training runs are doable if you've been training regularly, and then it starts to get really tough for me. This is the kind of run where I bring a camelback full of Gatorade, snack bars, some hard candies to consume periodically to keep my energy up. I'm sure someone who takes distance running more seriously than I do may be unimpressed with the amount of fanfare for this number of miles or with my nutritional strategy, but as previously stated, I'm just okay at doing this, and I'm fine with that. Anyway, I nurse myself through miles about 15 through 17 or 18 with the last of my snacks, knowing that with the time it takes for my body to process them, it won't really do any good to consume them after that. So with two to three miles left, I'm completely done. I hit a wall. I remember one run in particular getting to that point and just sitting down on the ground and crying, knowing that even though the remaining distance was relatively small, I couldn't possibly go any further. So I just gave up and sat there because I couldn't do anything else. Eventually, I decided that of my two choices, to live out the rest of my days on that spot on the road and eat passing squirrels or run home, I would just run home. So I did. Even though it didn't feel like I could, that was the only option. 
um, this was a similar experience to the very first half marathon that I ran when I was about 15. It was a trail race and my training at that point consisted of running every day because I enjoyed it and the race being in a beautiful location, which is of course one of the most important points. If you can't explore a new and interesting place, then what's the point of running? Um, I got about two thirds of the way through the race and didn't want to go any further. The trails were rough and steep, it was hot, and I didn't know that bringing water with you on a run was a thing. The shorter races I'd done before were all on roads, and at the end of the race, a golf cart would drive behind all the runners to pick up any stragglers. I remember thinking during that race that no golf cart was coming, so my only option to be done with the race was to keep going, and that in fact, the faster I ran, the sooner I'd be done. I felt like that a lot this past year, that I can't keep going, I'm just done, no more, no way. And I've definitely metaphorically just sat down on the road and cried, thinking it's impossible to go anymore. But somehow that funny thing always keeps seeming to happen, where when your only two options are to lie on the ground and die or keep going, there's somehow always a way to keep going. Here's the third life lesson. I know I said there were two but I paused from writing this episode a few days ago and did a long training run yesterday and realized I had one more lesson to add. I forgot how much time you spend with yourself when you're training for a marathon. I spent a couple of hours yesterday digging into some ideas, praying, talking to, and listening to myself. Something that's harder to do when you're around other people, the infamous screens that run our lives and my personal drug of choice, being busy. I went for a short run this morning. The fancy phrase is a recovery run when you do a a short run after a long run. And I realized that I wasn't physically sore, but that there I was again, alone with my brain. And it seemed like just yesterday, it was, that we were forced into each other's company for quite a long time. These times when I'm intentionally alone with myself aren't usually filled with constant brilliant insights and breakthroughs but are a time to hang out in that waiting, questioning, digging around in your soul and not knowing quite yet space. So there's no real like takeaway or to do from this podcast, but these are three lessons that I've learned about the importance of building in rest, even though it seems counterintuitive to what you're trying to achieve and learning that you can go on when you have to, even when it feels like you don't. And sometimes you do need to just sit down on the the ground and cry and give up before you're able to go on. Um, And then the third, spending time alone with yourself and getting curious about what you'll hear and not expecting anything brilliant right away, but building in that practice on a regular basis, whether that's during your commute to work or time that you spend each day going for a walk, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be distance running, but finding some time and space to just be alone with yourself and see what comes up. So those are my three lessons from running and I hope that you can take something from them too.